0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 175 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, Overwatch 2 has released. We missed a week there, and it wasn't just because we were, like, playing Overwatch 2. We weren't slacking off, I swear. Um, (laughs) It's mainly because I work for an Overwatch team, and when a new game releases, we have to make a bunch of content all of a sudden out of nowhere. Uh, And it's not helpful when the Blizzard servers aren't working and there's a bunch of problems, obviously. But the game is out. It's almost been a full week. Um, And me and Joe are going to sit here and talk about our thoughts because everyone has thoughts on the Internet. A lot of them. (laughs) And we're just going to throw ours out there, too, because we're important. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, let's, uh, let's jump into Overwatch 2 first because... Um, This is absolutely, I I think, the headline of past week. We've had some Overwatch League, obviously, but a lot of these games don't matter for a lot of these teams, and um, we're about to hit playoffs and all that stuff, all that jazz. There were some super fun games, don't get me wrong, but um, let's talk about the big things, you know? Oh, yeah. Joe, what do you think? Overwatch 2 is out. Um, The release, I mean, it was a little sketch a lot of people making fun of uh the servers um i'd say the general reception on the main overwatch subreddit is they fucking hate it um it's pretty positive on the competitive overwatch subreddit on twitter i see a lot of people it's fun seeing a bunch of cool like seagull and all the big streamers come back to it but let's get those all that jumble and mess of the internet out of the way joe what what are your thoughts how are you feeling uh, after almost a week of Overwatch 2,
1: yeah, and it's been a good week, that's for sure. I had my um, my my longest play session so far was on launch day. Um, I think I may have alluded to it on the podcast, but I know I mentioned to you just in our own talking um, that I, I think my my laptop that I normally play stuff on is uh, not really going to handle <laughs> Overwatch 2 so well. Uh, so I can you know check in occasionally for tokens and stuff but um but so i was over at um uh, at campus i'm in my last year of uh college and they have a real nice esports facility i was able to get uh several hours in of playtime there on launch day um uh that was that was really cool experience i mean number one just because they've got a you know good facility up over there and it's just a whole like you know they able to immerse yourself in it but um but once you know it was a couple hours after um like the initial launch had happened, and so there were it was a little bit of time to settle um, as far as server stuff goes. I mean, uh, I still had to. Uh, that was one of the solutions flying around was they were saying, "Oh, you should just go into like the uh, Asia servers instead of NA," and so that's what I did um, uh, to get my first few games in. But of course, that's everybody else did too. So I still, you know, was playing like NA games. Um, but um, uh, but yeah, I, 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 enjoyed it. I mean, from, uh, from that experience, I'll be going back into it tomorrow. Actually, I think after work, um, uh, got some good games in, uh, went like three and three, I think in comp, um, nice. <laughs> um, it's, it, it, it's good to be back. It, it was fun to, when we didn't have, um, uh, you know, matches with levers, I think from a combination of, you know, server issues and whatever, um, uh, it was good to, to talk to people and, like, there were teammates that I had They were they're saying, like, oh, you know, I'm coming back from or, you know, I haven't played Overwatch in three years, but I'm, I'm coming back now and, um, yeah. it, it, it was, it was a, a good sort of, you know, launch day experience. Um, despite again, you know, all the, the, the headaches and stuff that have been going around, obviously. Um, uh, you know, that's not to say it was <laughs> a good experience for everybody or still is a good experience for everybody. I, I, I understand things have gotten a lot better, but, um, um, but it, you know, my my at least first impressions there, it was, it was definitely a, a good start.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, you have launch day, which is a bit rough. Um, obviously, you have some DDoS attacks, which um, makes it so people just can't log on. Servers are not great, queues are long. At the end of the day, they've, they've released two launch status updates for us and like clarified, which is absolutely amazing, by the way, to get this type of communication. Um, it, it should be normal. Uh, it isn't, which is good to see that Blizzard is starting to make it normal for them. Uh, they they usually do not communicate this well, uh, but there's still bugs. They're persisting. I literally just logged on. It's been forever, but there's still the bug where sometimes you'll log on for existing players and all your heroes will be locked or whatever. Um, but that's easy to fix, you just re-log, uh, which at this point there is no queue and it's not a problem. Um, and there, there are a couple other bugs, like if you bought Watchpoint Pack, it wasn't showing up, uh, crashing, all that stuff. A lot of these issues like uh, just you just restarted the game and it was fine after that. Uh, like your screen getting blurry, I remember that happening to me in the beta. It hasn't happened to me in this yet. Um, if your screen gets like blurry, like almost foggy, like you're wearing glasses or something, you just restart the game. Obviously, sucks if you just got into a game and it's happening because you have to restart in the middle of a competitive match. But yeah, lots of lots of bugs in there. Uh, they obviously rushed this game out so people could just start playing a live version of Overwatch again, uh, which I appreciate. Uh, but there has the bugs haven't been like so annoying that every time I play I just, or I just won't play, you know? Like it's still so addicting. It feels like 2016 again or when this when Overwatch came out, like I feel as addicted. I feel like I just want to get on and play at all times. It's so much fun. Man, 5v5 is just so much better. And I, I saw Reddit has been a constant, just like my feed. I unsubbed from the main Overwatch subreddit because it was a constant <laughs> po- pointing out bugs a constant just feed of either pointing out bugs, being upset about this little quality of life feature they took away or something, which are legitimate. Like, you know, I'm not gonna like take down uh, and say, oh yeah, these things suck. But people would use it as an excuse in the comments to be like, yeah, this game sucks. And it was just like, it was the negative feedback loop that I was just done with. And I was just like, okay, this is going on Reddit depresses me right now. So I, so I unsubbed for now, but today I went on, um, uh, there was a PC gaming thread like saying, "Why is everyone so hyped about Overwatch and all this stuff?" And I was happy to see uh, a lot of the comments like defending Overwatch Two and saying, "Like, hey, five v five is way better. This game is really fun." Um, so I think it's starting to like loop back on itself that people like are actually starting to play the game and they're realizing, "Oh, this this is really good. Um <laughs> oh, and this is way better <laughs> than the Overwatch that I played a year ago, or even just like a month ago, I guess." So. It's nice to finally start seeing that and like start seeing the negative people either just leave the community as a whole or just stop playing and stop wasting their t- like at some point if people don't like it, they're going to stop talking about it, Um, which is great because I'm just so sick of those people. I'm like, just leave already. It's so annoying. But yeah, the, I mean, so far, 5v5 is great. I mean, me and you, Joe, we've talked about it before with the betas. I think we both agree that it's just better and more fun and was a great change. Um I'd say the only negative things I've gotten from it is every time I play tank Joe and I lose it is my fault um, everyone is immediately <laughs> blaming the tank every single game and I'll notice that Not also when I'm not on tank I'll notice like my team is still blaming our tank um, so well tank queues are like through the roof because everyone wants to play tank I will say I almost hate playing tank sometimes because I'm just like oh god I know I'm going to get flamed if we start losing um, The community, it's free to play. It's going to get even more toxic than it was before, which sucks. That's my biggest complaint is like, God, people are toxic and annoying. And I just want to like play the game. And I want people to understand, like, sometimes people have a bad game and we lose. And that's what happens. Um, You don't have to yell at me or other people for it. Please don't. Like, we can't win them all. We just can't. But yeah, those are, that's all that's on my mind, Joe. Anything else that's on your mind about the game? Like, I'm just enjoying the hell out of it. And those, those are... The battle passes. like... I think I... At first, I react to the battle pass like, Oh, it's really good in comparison to other battle passes. I still don't think it's like the best battle pass. I've unlocked some... I really like the diva skin. Um, I like the banners a lot. Uh, but I'm really waiting to get that Mythic Genji skin because that's, I think, worth the $10 alone. That thing looks good. I also saw pros playing it and my god like that thing is fun to play with too it has like six sound effects and wow
1: um
0: yeah anything else to say about overwatch 2 that's that's all my thoughts
1: yeah i would certainly like to get up to that skin i don't know if i'm going to be able to make it or not we'll see um but i mean so just general all kinds of stuff i think it's worth mentioning the uh sms protect stuff in case you haven't heard um uh, and again it's been like a week now but um they confirmed that any overwatch player with a battle.net account before uh the launch of overwatch 2 which is all pc players and all console players who played since june 9th 2021 um do not need uh, a phone number um uh so the, the you know the, that in effect um makes it so that basically the sms protect doesn't apply to overwatch 1 players Um, but does for people making new accounts, which is kind of nice because, you you know, that, well, in some ways it's nice because it does remove the, you know, concern about um, uh, the prepaid phone numbers and that kind of thing for people who are already a part of the community. Um, But, you know, it does still keep that requirement in place for people, um, you know, making new accounts who want to to jump into Overwatch 2 now. So, you know, in some ways that's good, in some ways that's not. Um, Or, you know, for, for some people it's not. Uh, quite enough, um, but yeah, more servers, um, more you know, things are continuing to be fixed. so That's good. Um, and I guess we're now one week into what is it? The nine week season? Um, yeah, like, nine weeks. I, I nine think weeks. it's nine weeks. Yeah, yeah nine weeks. Uh, it's it's it's, it's <laughs> you know we're we're doing it. It's happening. It's crazy. Um, I got to play a little bit of Kiriko uh, just in like quick play. Uh, which was cool to be able to do. Um, <laughs> I played a little bit on uh, on my Nintendo Switch as well, which was a crazy experience because <laughs> obviously it's it's free to play on on console too. Um, anyway, that's so why I had never bought it for Switch though. Um, um, but I, I tried it out just just to see what it was like, and that was just insane. I don't know if I could ever get used to that. I <laughs> know yeah, it's so hard. Um,
0: it's so weird.
1: Yeah, um, but yeah, g- generally good stuff. I, I, like I said, my impressions are generally positive. I'm gonna be jumping back into it for sure. Um, um, like I said, tomorrow night I think even, um, and you know I at some point like I, <laughs> I, I mean I've been I've been thinking about this for a while, but um, all the more reason like I wanna you know get a proper pc for myself that i can actually play this game yeah because uh, this would because this would be a game that i would you know continue to to come back to and play and it sounds like um you know again based on the the um timelines and idea plans and projections and you know that like that's none of that's going away uh, and so that's super exciting um as we as we you know keep going
0: yeah man get a pc oh.
1: Oh yeah, the the other thing that I thought of. Sorry, the um, um, I think we had, or I I think we had not mentioned it on the podcast because we were just waiting until the game launched. Um, but as was rumored to be the case uh, before launch, um, relevant to Overwatch League, um, all of the prices for Overwatch League skins have gone up uh, now in Overwatch Two, which is a little disappointing. Um, but so all your all your team skins, uh, Home and Away, uh, you used to be able to buy like the Home and Away version of for one hero for one team for 100 owl tokens. Now it's 150. Um, and all of the special event skins used to be 200. Now they're 300 tokens each. Um, so <laughs> inflation, I guess? Question yeah, mark? I think it's like, uh,
0: it's, it's almost watch inflation too. Like so many people have piled up like these tokens at this point that it's, that um they could buy like so many different skins uh so they're probably just raising it for that as well um but yeah i'd say for people who have been watching owl and previous players this like probably doesn't affect them that much because everyone has the skins they want already as far as teams go it's annoying for like the season skins seasonal skins for sure especially when they introduce that amazing zen skin um but yeah, for new players, this sucks. Who don't have any owl skins, it, I mean, it's just gonna take you more watch hours at this point, which is a little yeah, annoying.
1: It, yeah, it was enough that I didn't, uh, uh, I didn't buy the <laughs> Soul Dynasty and the L.A. Gladiators Reaper. Um, I, I, I might have, but uh, not if it was gonna cost me a full two hundred tokens more to get them. So yeah, I got the Glads one, of course. Oh, of course, yeah.
0: Of course, but and I mean, uh, and they look good. Yeah, so. yeah, um, they do look really good. Uh, it's nice. I like having in the shop section that little Overwatch League section there. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool. I will say, although I do like I like all the Battle Pass skins. I'd say the skins outside of the Battle Pass are a little underwhelming so far, at least. Uh, I know they're probably saving some, the really good ones for whenever the Junkenstein's Revenge event starts. Uh, I imagine that's when they're going to pile in the shop with a bunch of skins that we're going to be like, oh, God, my wallet, it's crying. I yeah. want that. <laughs> but right now, like everything available in the shop is kind of ugly. Um, so, yeah, that, that kind of sucks. I did use my legacy credits to get um, a cool Sojourn skin. So I'm glad I had legacy credits to like get skins for the new heroes because... Uh, I would. I don't want to have to pay for those, but there's some. That's one of the Sojourn skins I really like. I didn't want to have to pay money for, which is nice. I had legacy credits for it.
1: Uh, yeah, I think I think I spent all mine before uh, <laughs> before the launch. Yeah, uh, yeah, I did not. I just. But, I mean, you know, all the stuff that I wanted, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else was there?
0: Oh, yeah, but there's another big Bastion bug. If you haven't seen it, it's hilarious. Where. <laughs> uh, you can just ult a million times. And they just announced five minutes ago that they have disabled Bastion and Torb. I didn't know there was also a Torb bug or uh, something that Torb could do. I had no clue about. Uh, but Bastion and Torb both disabled uh, because of bugs. So that's happening. Um, I'm glad that they disabled Bastion. because it was a, I mean, to be honest, I think it says something about Bastion's alt that like half the community was like, uh, you don't really need it to say. It's not that OP. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Is Bastion Alt that bad that if he could shoot a million of them, people would still... It still only kills one. Like, in the Seagull clip, it still only killed one player, and then another time where it happened to Seagull, it killed no players. So it's like, I think Bastion Alt needs some buffs, man. <laughs> like, with this insane exploit, it still isn't OP. So... Yeah, uh, this they disabled it anyways. So yeah, there's I mean there's probably a million other bugs and stuff we haven't talked about. Like um, there's like a console bug going on and all this stuff that the, it's just gonna take them time to fix. It's I th- the good news is a lot more people are playing than they thought would play, uh, which is kind of ridiculous but great at the same time. It's like the number three most played game on Xbox right now, which is great behind Call of Duty and Fortnite. Um, and yeah, it's it, it looks like launch week is going pretty well, despite all the uh, downsides, which it, let's be real, if you haven't been part of a game launch before, you know that there's going to be insane queues and some bugs and all that stuff. It happened with Valor and it happens with TFT, every new set. that's just what happens. Um, so yeah, Overwatch 2, great game, great game. I'm excited <laughs> to play more. I'm excited for more updates like it's... It's, it's awesome knowing like there's something around the corner, you know, like seeing um, um on, on Overwatch League, uh, the pre-show Aaron Keller coming on and talking about the new tank. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's happening <laughs> soon. That's going to be in like a month or so. Uh, we're going to get a new tank and a new map. And it's like, whoa, um, new content. Crazy. Yeah. Um, Any... <laughs> Any th- I guess we could talk about... There are a couple new things. Kiriko. Have you tried Kiriko, Joe? I haven't. Barely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you said what you did or you didn't? I did, but barely. Yeah. Yeah, with her uh, obviously not in competitive yet. Although, I guess... Uh, I forget if that was just one week or two weeks. Uh, but that may that time may be happening... I believe uh, two weeks.
0: Two weeks, so another okay. week.
1: Okay, so we're halfway there. Yep. To the transition of, of her being in. But yeah... Um, it's definitely definitely a, an interesting <laughs> interesting player, and and the I think the mobility is going to be a really interesting thing to watch. Um, uh, I mean, the pros too, for example. You know, obviously, once we get to playoffs, um, uh, to to see what they end up doing with her, because uh, it's it's uh, definitely um, again yeah, the in particular the mobility. That's what they uh, call the high skill ceiling for sure.
0: Oh yeah. She's, God, she takes a lot of sk- Like I played her twice. I was doing nothing. I was like, oh my God, you really need to hit headshots um, to do stuff. <laughs> you really do. Like it's it, to feel like you have an impact. Um, but her healing is not as bad as I thought it would be. Her healing, she actually puts out pretty good healing numbers too. Uh, yeah, she's she's fun. I'm excited to see her in the hands of, like, top-level pros. Do I think I'll ever be able to play her? I hope one day I'll be good enough. But for now, like, I, I sucked at her so far. She's just like, you got to hit those headshots. Um, but, yeah, I, that was fun. Uh, Esperanza is the new um, push map, and... I like it so far. I think it might need some balance tweaks because that is the push map I have, like, gotten rolled on or rolled another team the most often. Uh, I finish that push map way more than the other ones. Uh, Maybe that's just a me thing. Um, But, yeah, now that I've, like, gotten used to the layout and I've explored it more, like, now I'm like, okay, I I like it. There's lots of high ground, which is very good for, like, Sojourn, Widow, stuff like that. Um, It's very, like, reminiscent of, like, a Circuit Royale uh, type type vibe. So yeah, I I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, might need a little tweaks, but it obviously has amazing polish and looks beautiful per per usual.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested the, um, with the, uh, spawn doors that are like open with quote unquote, like direct sight to the, to the point there at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll be interested to see how that ends up playing too, you know, whether it's, um, uh, whether it ends up getting changed or if it's that just becomes like the unique thing of of that map or what exactly but yeah uh, it's definitely an interesting thing
0: it feels like that's the issue to me like it feels like that's why we're able to finish the map is i mean obviously i think in overwatch league it won't be an issue because all you to to counter it you just need to all go out at the same time but in obviously in competitive or like non-team play where people are queuing up on their own. They're just walking out one by one. Everyone just picks them off, picks this one off. You know, that's just what happens. And then we win and roll them. Uh, So, yeah, I think that's the biggest issue towards the end of the map. But the rest of the map seems super balanced. Push, in general, has been super fun ever since they added two minutes. It fixed it, as we've been saying. Like, it's just so... There's so many more comebacks now. It's great. Uh, And Every game, uh, when it's not a roll, it's been pretty even. So that's been fun. Besides that, I don't think there's much new from the betas that we haven't already talked about. Um, they added back some old maps, which is great. I just want um, Rialto back in rotation. Please, I miss Rialto. I love Rialto. That's the only one I'm missing at this point. Nubani, apparently, you could play them in custom game. You could play Rialto, um, another one, I can't remember. Nubani's in there. Um,
1: uh, Blizzard World. Blizzard World. People were mentioning.
0: Blizzard World is also... But you can play those in custom game, and they're not in competitive yet. Um, but people dug through them, and apparently Rialto and... Looks like Nubani had cover added for 5v5 already, so it looks like those maps are at least close to being ready for 5v5. So hopefully, they'll be added soon. Maybe they'll be activated with Kiriko next week, or <coughs> we'll just have to wait uh, till next season. We'll see. But yeah, overall, I, fun. I... I can't. I can't wait for more content to be added, and it will be added soon.
1: Oh yeah! I mean, obviously, this is. <laughs> you know, I was gonna make some comment about you know this isn't going away or whatever, but like this is the game now. You know, this is this is what we're um, doing the show for. You know, mm-hmm. um, it was funny. I, I looked back uh, through our show history, and it was all the way back in episode sixty-one. Was our episode on uh, that BlizzCon where Overwatch Two, I think, was properly announced. Um, and now here we are 114 episodes later. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. <laughs> 114
0: episodes. Can't believe we're here, though. It's actually oh, here. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's 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 talk about Overwatch League for a little bit. We didn't have a show last week, so we've we've missed a couple weeks here. Uh, I'd say this was a, a nice time to, like, miss a show, but we've, you know, we missed some bangers in there. APAC. Let's start with APAC because... All right, I'll admit, like, I haven't been catching up with APAC, and it is extremely hard when you don't. When just looking at scores, it is extremely hard to know who's good in APAC, Joe. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm so sick of yeah. it. I don't know who's <laughs> good. So when it comes to playoffs, I prediction-wise, I'm just going to, like, cancel APAC out almost. Like, they're just two. There's no dominant team here is my point, whereas in NA we have, like, two or three dominant teams who just consistently will beat up. But here in APAC, we have Hangzhou Spark beating Seoul and then losing to Guangzhou the next Deck. Like, what is going on? Um, we have Philly beating Shanghai, right? We got It's just ridiculous. At this point, everyone's just beating each other. Valiant. I, I mean, look at Hangzhou's schedule. They got absolutely sort of shit on this entire stage. Their one win was against the Seoul Dynasty, who we all thought was the best team this is it's just crazy to look at this these standings my God I, it makes no sense to me um makes no sense to me uh, I, the, some of the big headlines I, my my headlines are okay maybe Seoul and Shanghai like this stage they didn't take too seriously they like guaranteed get playoff spots um Philly had to play a little bit harder this this season let's talk about Philly for a second Joe, because your Philly Fusion had some uh, had some nice matches here. Uh, they they had two unfortunate losses. At least they were close games, um, and then of course I believe Zest is unfortunately injured as well. Which is a, I mean it's just the life of a Philly Fusion fan. What can I say? Like the good news comes with the bad, and there will never be fully positive news for this team. But you got some good wins in there, right, Joe? That
1: counts. Oh yeah, I mean and, and including um, including going back to to last week for week two for uh APAC when Philly had a really nice win over Shanghai mm-hmm. um if we had uh if we had had a show that was the match I was gonna recommend people rewatch. um but yeah beat, beat Shanghai uh played Guangzhou really close uh, all the way to five maps um and then I believe at that point already had basically secured um uh that that number three playoff seed uh, but I think was officially clinched um uh, with their win over Chengdu, uh, and it's been years uh, since since Philly beat beat Chengdu, a couple seasons at least. <laughs> wow. Um, um, but that that three one, I believe, officially uh, clinched the win, and then going to five maps against the Soul Dynasty. Uh, it Definitely a solid beat for them to end up. You know, despite their losing record in third place in APAC, you know, in um, um, that, that third playoff spot. I think uh, really <laughs> the fact that um, five out of the seven teams in APEC have a losing record, I mean, that's a testament to the dominance of the Soul Dynasty of the Shanghai Dragons in this region. Um, I mean, do look at the standings. 19 wins, 18 wins, 11 wins uh, from first, second to third. Uh, Seoul Dynasty is plus 38 uh, Shanghai is plus 27 in map differential and Philly is at 0 yeah. I, mean, <laughs> it's, I mean that's just, it's,
0: it's a lot looking at those standings is just sad to see I guess two of these like teams with losing records going to be in the playoffs um, which is a little sad we'll have that in NA two. I mean that's just a general like thing that's going to happen when 12 of the 20 teams are making playoffs um, yeah that's just going to happen uh, but yeah, it's nice to see those uh, uh, with that win against Shanghai for Philly, and then with an injured Zest able to play Seoul so close that I think that's good to see uh, going into playoffs here for Philly. So yeah, they usually they usually uh, have like a little playoff buff where they like to get second place. So we'll see if they end up going there again. Um, but yeah, I still don't know where to rate any of these teams. I guess. It's, looking at overall like Seoul and Shanghai should be the teams to beat here in APAC still uh, for sure Seoul clinched that uh, one seed out of out of APAC which I believe will get them a buy because they'll be in the top four so there is that at least but yeah um, APAC I got nothing else to say about this besides I don't know where it's going I mean we have Guangzhou facing Chengdu in the play in to play Hangzhou, to to grab that last spot. Um, and I believe that's in our predictions later in this, right?
1: It is, yeah, because for some reason they're playing it a week earlier than um, NA. Very weird. Which I have no idea why think, they're doing it that way.
0: <laughs> I think it's probably to get to allow these teams to travel to oh, Anaheim. Oh, yeah. Um, because I, I believe I already saw a tweet or something about Shanghai already leaving for Anaheim. So... Uh, they are already on their way here to California which makes sense might as well just boot camp here you get to scrum the NA teams um, and be here until playoffs and grand finals so yeah that's uh, that's happening this week so we will give our prediction on uh, who will make it which is great uh, oh, yeah. let's move over, move over to NA which uh, is also a little bit all over the place just because a lot of teams already made it but a lot of teams still playing for a lot here. Dallas trying to get number one in NA overall, which uh, they ended up doing. Glads um, trying to make it into a buy situation or yeah, buy situation, which they have done as well. Yeah, it's been an interesting week. I'd say the headlines: the Houston Outlaws being good, though, Joe. I, I, I think that's definitely the headline: is the Houston Outlaws. They're good. <laughs> they might be good. Uh, everyone, <laughs> it a, might be <laughs> a, a vast. Putting him number one in his power rankings, and then sort of going back on it a little bit by picking the Dallas Fuel to beat Houston in Dallas. Houston won. He felt vindicated. He put him number one again this week. I don't think they're necessarily number one, but there is something weird going on with Dallas Fuel at home <laughs> against, or just in front of a crowd against Houston. Like, what is going on? Houston just. It just gets electrified by that crowd and this is we only got to see this these two go off face each other twice Houston is They're the kings of Texas this year. They won both games um, and Dante matched Hanbin on Zarya matched the meta has has moved towards to just fully fully Zarya some diva and Dante he's just fully a tank now he's here Joe he's just stuck because this man now can play Zarya better than Hanbin apparently what'd you think of this match Joe were you as surprised as I was I mean I was I was excited I was happy that was fun it was fun
1: oh yeah without a doubt I mean yeah uh, excuse me yeah I had picked um uh Dallas obviously <laughs> to win this as well um um, but yeah, to to have the the live match, there were two live matches this weekend. We didn't mention um, uh, the the Phillies' whole game was also live, which was cool. Uh, but to have the live match, uh, you know, to get back into it, um, uh, this is like really the really only um, like proper rivalry that's ever been like <laughs> consistently maintained. It feels like in the league. Uh, I mean, you think about London, Paris, and eh. you think about Vancouver, Toronto, eh. but but Dallas and Houston—that's really the big one. True. Um, um, but but yeah, the a um, good match and and really showing off, you know, what what Houston's able to do in these uh, in these situations. I mean, uh, Pelican gets my MVP for the week for sure. Um, uh, but like like we're talking about, you really could have gone to anybody. Um, <laughs> I was just looking back on her Twitter, and in fact, Dante got. Uh, uh, MVP from one of us on our last show that we did so might as well not give it to him again but uh, he, I mean, he could take it uh, Creative could take it uh, who's been looking really excellent since um, the trade from Seoul um, um, but yeah, yeah Houston uh, definitely looking strong as they uh, I believe are uh, completely locked in in uh, fourth place in NA
0: yep they They got that fourth place um, they won't be getting a buy at all but yeah I, they, I agree I was going to give it to Dante again, and I was the one who gave it to him. I've already given to him twice this year. I mean, <laughs> my God, I can't give it to him again. Um, but, yeah, Houston looking really nice. Dallas uh, coming back and beating Atlanta 3-1 right after. Uh, very reminiscent of um, last time they lost to Houston. They kind of just bounced right back, and it was clearly just the live setting that threw them off. Like, at this point, like it's clear to me. It's just the live setting that throws them off, which is nuts to me um they must just feel extra pressure in front of their home crowd but man um yeah dallas still really good i i'd say uh i ended up beating atlanta there who's considered one of the best teams of this meta i would agree um atlanta unfortunately falling short to both dallas and shock uh this this stage which i think a lot more people expected them to get that win this time around just because they look so good in this meta but yeah still not able to climb that um Climb past that obstacle quite yet, which is uh, it sucks a little bit for them, but they're in playoffs. That's all that matters. This team turns up for playoffs. Speaking of turning up, um, the LA Gladiators uh, looking a little shaky in this meta previously with no somber player. Now that it has moved to this Zarya comp um, with Lucio playing all the time, Gladiators looking much better 3 1 against Washington and Boston. Uh, dropping one map each, but in both those one maps, it seemed a little fluky. In the other maps, Gladiators just sort of dominated, especially that Boston game. They kind of just destroyed the Uprising. Um, and yeah, I got—I'd say the biggest difference is being able to play Funny Astro. Now that Lucio's back in the meta, um, that's who I'm giving my MVP to. I think like he just makes a huge difference. Even Punk tweeting after the game, like he just felt um, Funny Astro's presence in like every fight. Which is just a huge compliment um when you just feel the Lucio's presence in every fight like that's yeah, just nuts and I agree I think funny Astro just makes such not only like his gameplay but he comes in and I think his his shot calling and all that able to help this team so I'm giving it to I'm giving it to Astro uh, who I haven't given it to yet this year when I think he's the best Lucio in the league, no doubt and yeah, Glad's looking looking good for this meta uh here at the end of it so. Um, I, I still think they would probably hope for a little bit of a meta change so that Sombra is not fully a meta because they don't have a Sombra player. Uh, but, so we'll see how much the meta changes with this playoff patch, if they do any nerfs or buffs, or if it's just going to be Kiriko. We'll see. Kiriko and I guess the DPS passive as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. All right. Any any other teams to point out in NA here? Yeah. Um,
1: uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Not not tons, um, as we're looking through here. Uh, it was a, a good match. I'll highlight the the Vancouver-Paris match uh, that we had on Sunday. Um, obviously, uh, both those teams are out, uh, <laughs> although Paris still has, uh, two games this coming weekend, so it wasn't, uh, the last time we'd ever see them. Um, uh, but it was, you know, um uh kind of nice to to hear the casters talking about it i mean they were you know clearly intentionally being like you know flowery and nice for like the you know both of these teams that are you know not super great but um uh is their their last you know head to head um for this season, uh, but it's Vancouver uh, got the win again over Paris. Uh, although it was it was close. Paris had two uh, the two maps that they won were full holes <laughs> uh, against Vancouver. It was like really sort of pendulum kind of back and forth situation. But uh, but yeah, shout out to that match. Shout out to um, I don't know Atlanta played I don't know <laughs> beat Florida. Uh, that's something at least uh, I don't know, but. Uh, but but yeah, pretty solid week, and you know all the more this is our last week of the regular season coming up, uh, so that's just super exciting.
0: Yeah, last week I mentioned Apex doing their plans, and then uh, NA um, will have their their last game. It's it's a small pool of teams, I believe here that uh, a bunch of teams already played their last games, uh, but we got like NYXL, London. San Francisco, Paris, Florida, Toronto, Boston, Houston, all playing their last games. So those eight teams have a little uh, week here. And the the thing that's being played for is um, that sixth seed, uh, that last playoff spot, NA, and all London needs to do is just win a game. Um, just win a game, and then they're good. So, yeah, just got to do that. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> Pretty easy they, in their first games against New York. Who last time we saw New York, they did almost beat the LA Gladiators. So I guess I guess it's tougher. <laughs> it could be a tougher matchup than you think. They beat Toronto this this stage as well. So yeah, New York's look at especially Yaki man. Yaki is I got to so being a part of the Gladiators, we get to like watch the game like in game, and um, we Hunter was watching it from like. I believe Shu and Skewed's perspective, like, almost the whole game, I was scared of Yaki, by the way. I, myself, was having, like, <laughs> Yaki, like, just just sweating. Just, Yaki was constantly on these two. My God, it must have been the hardest game that Shu and Skewed ever played because they were just constantly being dove by this tracer. It was nuts. Um, so hopefully Yaki could turn up. I mean, they're playing for nothing, but... Um, they have looked good here towards the end of the season. And then the teams that are – the team uh, that is possibly playing for that sixth spot is also Toronto. Um, and then I th- think they need to win two and London lose two for that to happen. So, I, London probably wins the tiebreakers, right? So,
1: looks – Yeah, something like that, I think. Yeah,
0: so they just need – they need to have more points at the end of the season than London. Uh, and it's going to be tougher. <laughs> Toronto's got Florida and Houston. So, man. Uh, gonna be a tough one, uh, but yeah, that's that's all they're playing for in the last week of the season. We'll get into predictions later, but first, let's go through some news. Um, first, big piece of news, which is crazy. I still can't believe this happened. Um, is that Atlanta signed Defran as a content creator? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just ridiculous. I can't believe they did this. They signed DeFran as a content creator. If you didn't know DeFran, um, obviously part of Overwatch League at some point, on the Atlanta Reign, a uh, streamer, big Twitch personality, who uh, came out and um, on Twitter defended uh, you know Sinatra in that big thing that happened to Sinatra uh, almost a year ago now, I feel like. Um
1: Something, yeah, it's yeah, where
0: well. the ex—the accusations of his ex-girlfriend um, happened, and he came out and defended Sinatra and called the um, ex-girlfriend a liar. Uh, and the person who is now dating her uh, is Kai on the Atlanta Rain. So, yeah, that is Kai's girlfriend now. Uh, and you gotta think, was Kai told about this signing before it happened? Because that's where I that's where I am. Maybe it's like a...
1: Yeah, there, there's just no way.
0: There's just no way he was told because I think he would immediately be like, don't know. <laughs> Absolutely not. And then they wouldn't have done the signing. Um, so either they told him, he said no. They said, I don't care. We're going to sign him anyways. He's worth a lot of eyes and money. And they did it. And then Kai was like, I am not playing anymore. I What the hell are you guys doing? Like, I told you no. Uh, And then they immediately went back on it. Um, Like, immediately. They didn't tweet till later that day, but DeFran tweeted about two hours after the signing that he was getting unsigned. Uh, So, immediately. uh, It could have been community sentiment because the community was immediately like, why? No one, you shouldn't be doing this. (laughs) Don't do this. Uh, Regardless of, like, where you are in the Sinatra situation, everyone still agreed, like, Kai had every right to be very upset so everyone was like that just makes no sense you probably shouldn't do that it's your star player he's an MVP candidate like what are you doing and yeah I think they realized way too late it's just nuts to me Um, I I just can't believe it I can't believe it Joe
1: yeah I mean uh, (laughs) yeah you've, you've got more uh uh, experience in, you know, esports PR and social media and stuff than I do, but like th- they had a whole hype video for this announcement. A whole like, hype clearly video. it had, been, they planned it 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 had out. been gone. They planned it out. Yeah, it had, <laughs> it was in the works for a while and at no time apparently did anybody in the Atlanta Rain organization stop and use their brain Um. Yeah, it it just blew my mind. And so yeah, I was, you know, the right decision as far as I'm concerned, like that's <laughs> the, you know not not really a question and but just the the fact that it got that far was just it just blew my mind <laughs> when this came out. Um, cuz yeah, the, yeah, it's just, just not a not a good decision, not a good um you know like obviously Atlanta is by by you know definition, associated with the friend just from their you know shared experiences and, and being on the team and all this kind of stuff. But like the at the, at this point, that's not something that you want to like voluntarily you know pick yourself into being associated with. Um, it's like a uh, they call it a forced error or an unforced, <laughs> unforced error. error. <laughs> that, that's what this felt like, uh, just for like no reason at all
0: yeah no it was oh my god I just can't I can't with this it's just so weird I, I can't believe it Um, but yeah it's, it's uh it happened that happened and stuff <laughs> it happened it happened um, alright man let's move on just like Atlanta did and go to the San Francisco Shock <laughs> signing striker which, uh, yeah, this is uh, this has been a while since this happened, so everyone knows at this point. But they signed striker. Striker's back on the shock. He went from the uprising of the shock to the uprising of the shock. And he's back. <laughs> um, and, yeah, at this point, I think this is the only team he can be on. Let's be honest. Like, um, no one has been able to just, like, get rid of the toxicity of striker besides Krusty so far. And even at times, Krusty has trouble with it, I feel like. So yeah uh as much as i want to say he's a changed man he's still good at overwatch and it's a weird signing because proper is basically just the new striker so they now have the new striker and the old striker on the same team
1: (laughs) yeah i i was surprised to 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 hear about this signing i mean in the intervening couple weeks he's been doing really well for himself and all this kind of stuff but um but, yeah, yeah, I'd be curious to, <laughs> you know, what the sort of back end uh, response or the back end logic uh, to some of this may have been. But, yeah. Uh, some people like. You, you know, he's back. He's playing well. Yeah. I, don't know.
0: I think some people theorizing that it was because of Proper's eye injury, and then his eye injury seemed to not be an issue immediately. Uh, it was like a one day thing. So, I don't know if it was that. It's interesting because it's a Sombra meta, and they don't have a Sombra. And that's why they've been so bad. Um, but they signed someone who cannot play Sombra. Uh, he can, but he's not, like, known for it. So, yeah. Um, it's just a weird overlapping hero pool with with proper. So it's just weird to me that they signed. I mean, they're both really good. Uh, and they played together so far a bunch. So, yeah, that's happening. Um, all right. Uh, next, they announced the MVP candidates, which... I believe you still are now today's the last day you can vote. So go out and vote Because uh, today today is it um, But yeah, they announced the 10 uh, MVPs which uh, Candidates which is proper Kevster Hanbin lip shoe profit Smurf zest hottie and Kai um, Yeah, when when me and Joe messaged about this the only complaint I have on this list is hottie I think there have been many tank players who were better than him, um, who could have been in the spot. But yeah, Hottie is just very popular, so they put him here. I'm pretty sure.
1: Um,
0: but let's pick our MVPs. Yeah, Who's your had... MVP, Joe?
1: Um, well, yeah, no, no, I gotta kind of ease into it. Yeah, I think if they had like a, <laughs> if they had like a most improved, uh, you know, or It'd like him, most, yeah. yeah, or like. I was going to say, like, biggest impact, but I mean, that's literally by definition what MVP is. But, (laughs) you know, but yeah, that would definitely go to Hadi. Um, We've definitely seen, um, uh, I'd highlight Prophet as the super flexible player, where um, we haven't really seen, with the exception of Shu, I guess, uh, any of these players um, in, like, the double role, uh, like we have with Prophet. And granted, like that was mostly Brig in like the Jotes in stage 3 but um you, you know this is notable there um it's notable they included Zest uh I honestly probably wouldn't have included Zest over somebody like M3 for example uh, even from his own team but um <laughs> you know shout out to the Villy player there um I think in you know if I was actually going to go through and 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 make a selection though I think for me it's got to be Huntin. um the and and it's close between between players like uh like Hanbin like proper like Kevster I think probably are my top 3 um um but you know we know uh how big the the DPS role has been uh, and you know if 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 nothing else the 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 tank or if if anything else the tank role has been just as big uh, uh for this uh, seasons for this meta for this um five V five picture that we've seen here in Overwatch uh and, and to have the the consistent success that Hamden has had um uh in that's you know defining role. I think that's um definitely something there. Proper um just to to address those things. I mean I mean proper is is hard because um uh, he, so so many of <laughs> of his teammates are 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 so similarly well positioned uh, in in um the, in the team. I mean, he was obviously a good player, but he, um, he you know it's almost harder to to see his stand out uh, for the shock and and in some ways similarly um, uh, similarly for Kepster. I know those are pretty weak arguments against them, but. Um, uh, but yeah, I think I think my pick is is probably Hanbin for this vote. But yeah, like you said, this is the literally the last day to do that. So
0: yeah, I've been uh, man. Yeah, I mean, was it's the it's the debate every year, right? It's like, okay, is it the 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 person on the team that absolutely dominates, or is it the person who's on a team that's like middle of the pack, but they would not be middle of the pack if it weren't for their one player, which is obviously leave last year. Um, absolutely deserved MVP because the the hunters would have been nowhere as good as they were without leave. Like he was just carrying, hard carrying. Huh. And that's what that's the tough argument for proper is like would proper be putting up these insane stats if he wasn't on a team with just maybe the I mean most of the stats we're seeing are from the first three stages where shock were just like undefeated in the regular season. Obviously your stats are going to be the best. Uh, because you you just haven't lost, so that's how Overwatch works. If you win, your stats are good. If you lose, your stats are bad. Uh, whereas in the regular season, teams like Fuel and 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 GLADS and all these other teams have struggled a lot more. Um, I'd be curious to look at the stats now where the shock have started to struggle. If proper stats have also gone down or if they're staying up, if they're staying up then proper probably deserves it. But I think you got to look at the stats in context, because prop, if you look at purely stats proper is by far the MVP in a lot of people's minds, everyone's like, look at these stats. He's so good. But I, I tend to agree with you on Hanbin like Hanbin is just hard carrying his team. Um, I think, and in almost ever, like in any meta where Zarya is, exists, you see it immediately. Like, the Dallas Fuel are all really? of a sudden good. And it's because Hanbin is a hero, he is very comfortable with it and is the best in the world by far on. So, yeah, uh, I think it's more the Glads, the two Glads players, it's really hard for me to choose between. Um, it's really, really hard. I literally have been going back and forth every day voting between those two, because they're just my guys love them both and as a guy who like puts together a highlight sheet for us kevster is just filled on that highlight sheet like it's just all him shu has some insane moments too where it's he's just keeping the entire team up and killing people and leads the league in like support damage and all this and support limbs and all this stuff he's the only support on here and i think it's like I really wish he could win it because sports are actually really important in 5v5 as well and it's really hard to pop off on them it's way harder so it's really it's really hard for me to choose um but I think right now it's between kepster proper and Hambin for a lot of people so if I had to choose between those those three I'm going Kepster I think he's just nuts I think he's cracked I think he's the only thing he's missing is he needs some like clutch moments which always went to Patty when he was in for the Glads um, hopefully he can give us some huge clutch moments here in the playoffs, but he is just, he's on another, another level. I'll give it to Kev, who I, yeah, I believe deserves some love. But I think this is, like Joe, I, I think this is one of the closest MVP races we have ever, ever had. I wouldn't be too mad if a lot of these people got it, even Smurf. <laughs> I think I would be fine with getting even, like, Profit for sure. Like, there are people down on this list we've barely even talked about that I'm like yeah there's a great case for these people being MVP too um, so it, it, this 5v5 is just like it's 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 shown us how much more fun the game can be when like players can carry and there's so many players on this list that have just carried um, and had carry performances so I'm excited to see who gets it it's, it's, it's going to be interesting it's a tough choice um, I'm also I'm oh, yeah. also interested in seeing how many people people just didn't vote for Proper because he's a rookie. Um, I think a lot of people might be like, oh, he's just getting rookie of the year, so let's not give him MVP too. Um, it's it gets political like that sometimes. It's like he yeah rookies can't get MVP. We'll wait till next year type of thing. You know some people truly believe that. I don't. I think if a rookie's good enough, like they absolutely should get MVP and Proper is up there for sure. So yeah, it's gonna be exciting to see. All right, let's let's we got so much more. Let's start speeding. <laughs> stats Lab was updated, which is where I was just talking about proper stats. Everyone's been pointing out his stats because Stats, stats Lab has finally updated. We haven't had it all year. Uh, it's here. Go look at stats. It's great. I don't think it's anything. Is there any like new features or anything? I think it's just they finally just updated it with this year's stats. Is what happened.
1: Yeah, I think, so. I think that's about it. But I mean, it's good. I, I had a I had a question. Uh, I forget what it was, but sometime earlier in the season, I had a question about something, and I went to go find the the stats page about it, but they didn't have anything from this season, so I was kind of out of luck. I think it may have been like hero usage during uh, the Junker Queen hmm. uh, meta or something when I was trying uh, to figure yeah. out what the, um, the you know what the deal even was, but yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, here wow, I, I just, uh, um, I actually just opened it up, just for, for <laughs> comparison while I'm looking at it, um, this doesn't look like it's 100% right, but, um, <laughs> because it says, um, that it was 100% Genji, Brig, Lucio, Junker Queen usage, um, for the for that stage, anyway, but the point is, <laughs> um, yes, the, the stats are there. That's good, and I appreciate having stats. Yeah, yeah, stats are great. <laughs> the short, the short version.
0: Stats are great, and hopefully that means like like fantasy Overwatch League has just been out of commission all year. I imagine because the stats weren't publicly available. So hopefully that means that'll return next year. I guess at this point, because why would you? I mean, maybe you do a playoff league. I don't know. Uh, All I know is I drafted this year and then the stats never updated and then it was like, okay, guess this isn't happening. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that's that's going on. They announced Calling All Heroes, um, which uh, is going to be a nice little uh, Challengers Cup tournament here um, that is not going to be replacing Path to Pro, really, uh, but it's an additional competitive avenue for underrepresented genders. Um, So this is a... A really big uh, community uh, progress here where they're trying to, they they mention it alongside the Defense Matrix um, initiative where they're really trying to get rid of toxicity in Overwatch 2 and promote positive behavior, uh, which is great to see. I really would like people to stop being toxic, please. Um, But but yeah, uh, it's also just a nice uh, little, going to be a nice uh, Challengers Cup that people can sign up for. Um, where you'll have qualifiers that starts in 11 days. Um, we'll have qualifiers uh, in October and then another qualifier in November and then a final in December as well as um, a caster camp which is cool uh, that you can sign up for that's going to be led by uh, Soe and Mr. X and some other Overwatch League talent. Um, so if you want to apply for that, that sounds like a great place to start if you want to learn how to cast so do that for sure that sounds like fun
1: absolutely yeah it's good good to to see that that's you know something that they're uh considering and and the way they're continuing to um um you know reach out and and try to make connections with people so yeah that's good stuff for sure
0: yeah excited to see this excited to see um if we, we I mean, there are always some big-name streamers and stuff like that that participate in these little uh, cups and tournaments. So I imagine we will also be getting that um, for this. So excited to see that. Excited to see a little event to promote stuff like this. All right. Um, we have Twitch drops, and I believe the Twitch drops are still happening. Um, right now, there are Twitch drops. You need six hours, two hours was it two hours first to get a new Kiriko voice line and then four four yes. more hours to get a legendary Kiriko skin, which I like the skin. It's not amazing, but it's cool. Um, and you could do that until October 16th on certain, on a uh, streams that have drops enabled. So just watch six hours and get some cool stuff. And Joe has written down here. You must reconnect your Twitch to the B So if you've connected it before reconnect it,
1: um, yeah, I had to do that too. I don't know if there's you know something different with Overwatch Two or something that that made him do that, but, um, but yeah, you you have to actually go back in and manually uh, through Battle.net or like through your uh, web browser. You have to reconnect that. But yes, I got my my first set of drops already, so now I'm waiting on the second.
0: Nice, I got both of them already. Um, I like both. I, I what is the voice line? Is it the bike voice line or something?
1: I haven't actually looked. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> and it didn't say in the material. It's like you
0: should s- or it did Yeah yeah. You should see it me on my bike or something. I can't remember. But it's a good voice line. Uh
1: I take care uh, of my I friends. I take care of
0: my friends is the voice line. Okay. That's a decent okay. voice line, but the skin's good. <laughs> um and then there you're uh starting October seventeenth, um it'll be two plus three hours instead of four. Two hours to get a spray. Um, And then three hours to get a donut weapon charm, which I absolutely want. Uh, So, yeah, that'll start October 17th after this first one stops on uh, October 16th. And that seems to boost viewers a very good amount. Um, Lots of viewers going on those first couple days. They've obviously sunk now that everyone's gotten them. And I'm sure they'll go back up on October 17th as well. Cool, they're cool. They're doing Twitch drop stuff, and it's a f- way to give out free cosmetics, which is everyone's biggest complaint, right? No more free cosmetics. That's true. So, I think that's a cool way to to implement some free cosmetics into the game. Yeah, uh, let's move on to Clockworks andiata, which I mentioned earlier is amazing, and I already bought, and it's yeah, it's cool, and it's out, and it costs more, as Joe mentioned. Uh, but there is but, there is a bundle. But yes,
1: amazing game. Yeah. Or amazing skin, rather. Yeah, there's a bundle. You said there's a
0: season five bundle where you can buy all four skins for less money. Um, it's only 750 owl tokens, and they will be cheaper. Oh wow! Yeah, they will be cheaper if you have bought the other skins already. So if you have bought the other skins, you can get if you have the three other skins, you get Clockwork for cheaper already. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend using the bundle. I use the bundle because I didn't have any of the skins at all, and I just said okay i'll get all four thank you um so yeah that's the way to go i think whether or not you have the previous skins uh because it just makes it cheaper um don't know why you would buy it individually i'll have to look at that yeah um but clockwork's great i the as we mentioned earlier as well we finally got the reskins for the luchador for uh the glads and the dynasty i love the glads one insta buy for me obviously um and the Soul one is, like, just slightly different from the original. It obviously has Soul's logo on the belt and stuff like that, but I think that was a little disappointing as far as recolors go. Uh, and then hopefully we get the Royal Knight um, Gladiator skin soon because it's only the Gladiators. Only one team won it, and it's us.
1: It's, it's true. Yeah, that one, it's, uh, that's going to be cool looking. I can already and,
0: tell. And we fit, we fit the Royal Knight, like, theme with Gladiators, yeah. so I like it. Um, oh yeah yeah. those are Overwatch League skins section of Overwatch 2 alright last thing or second to last thing Joe has added something else amazing <laughs> um, animated short for Kiriko which I'll say it right now I think is top 3 top 3 shorts this was really good I cried um, fighting sequence was really good I, I have some complaints about like some of the parts were a little cheesy um, and it was a bit long but it was hilarious it was not only hilarious but it was cool and I thought a really good backstory for Kiriko um, and I think back on track I think the Drunker Queen one was one of my least favorite to be honest and it's just great to see uh, an animated short pop off again like it's it's got tons of views on YouTube everyone's like this is amazing whether or not you like the game you gotta admit this is amazing uh, I'm with it what do you think Joe?
1: yeah honestly until you said something i forgot there was a joker we was <laughs> i know right like it was just um, so generic <laughs> yeah um, but yeah no, no super solid for sure uh everybody wants to buy the the plush fox now um <laughs> that would that was featured in the short i don't know if they'll make it a they, they ought to make it at least a weapon charm or something that that people can get um if not actually physically a you know an actual plush but but yeah, it's good, um, you know, and and good that we're uh, you know starting to have more of these shorts too. I don't know if that's um, you know an intentional intentional something that they're working on too. With um, you know as we get more heroes more regularly, if we're gonna start getting you know a, sh- a short with each hero launch, I mean that would be super cool. If uh, I don't know how unrealistic that may or may not be, but um, um but but yeah, t- definitely good stuff. Um, uh, you gotta love the. Uh, the Kitsune Rush kind of ally inspire kind of thing that um, uh, she pulls off there at the end but a good demonstration again of that dynamic of uh, that they talked about with the hero launch itself with between the the mother and the grandmother and the modern and the old and the protector of all that kind of stuff I think it
0: was really good context for a backstory because everyone was kind of like I don't know they were weirded out by her backstory. Even like just seeing her, I don't know. Everyone who was making fun of her like fox headband is now in shambles. There's no doubt because because the backstory <laughs> yeah. backstory of that fox headband is so cute and and so heartwarming that you're just like, <laughs> I made mean, it. Yeah, everyone just was calling it, look saying like, "Oh, it looks stupid. Looks so anime. Looks so weird." And now that we have the backstory, it's like, oh, never mind. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's, yeah. If you didn't know, it's basically a deaf child that lives in her apartment buildings, uh, gave it to her. So, yeah, it's, there's a backstory to it. That's why. And yeah, the short's amazing. I hope they do it. Um, They didn't have one for Sojourn. um, but, But I imagine she's like a big main character in the Overwatch 2, like, PvE story. So, I don't know how much we need of her. Uh, That's true. um, But we did find out via, like, sprays and voice lines that Sojourn has a very cute dog. And I like that. So, I hope we get to see the dog in the story. At least. (laughs) All right, Overwatch 2 in McDonald's, Australia. Partnership officially announced. I know this was, like, leaked at some point, like, two weeks ago, I feel like, but uh, yeah, it's officially happening. I think McDonald's Australia posted on Facebook just a picture of Overwatch Two. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's really, uh, really cool to see Overwatch Two everywhere. If you didn't like see, if you weren't watching Monday Night Football last week, they actually had an Overwatch Two ad uh-huh. during Monday Night Football. Um, so all the people who are screaming out "Where's the marketing?" It's here. Marketing's happening. Um, yeah is there like specifics on what is what this partnership is for is there gonna to be toys for happy meals what is it Joe
1: I assume okay. so I don't think they've um, I don't think they've announced that yet but yeah the um, it, it, yeah the, it's good to have uh, the kind of advertising it's interesting that um, yeah that it has really only been Australia at least that it seems like is where this is happening so I don't know if <laughs> you know through whatever uh, uh, marketing steps they decided to do, and they determined that evidently uh, uh, Australia was the market <laughs> in which it, in in you know that would be good for them to do that. So yeah, um, the, but yeah, the, the like exactly like you're talking about the advertising. It's it, it's starting to creep out into things a little bit. I think I saw a, I think I had a YouTube ad or something for it today, uh, or or on some platform that I haven't ever had an ad for it on my phone. Oh, nice. Um, before and I mean. Maybe just because my phone knows that I'm already <laughs> super into the game, but, um, uh, but but yeah, it's 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 creeping out there. And obviously, the the more attention uh, it gets, kind of like you were talking about earlier at the beginning of the show, like people are gonna hate on it. But the more people actually, you know, start playing and get a taste of what uh, what there is and what there is to come, is is gonna make things easier. Exactly.
0: Once you play the game, you're like, oh, this is a everyone's so focused on the battle pass because that's all you can focus on when you don't play the game is is the money you have to pay for all this stuff and all and whatnot but then you actually start playing the game and you're like oh okay like this is super fun and the battle pass thing isn't like shoved in your face or something and you're and you're not having to pay for all this other stuff it's you know it's there in the background but the main thing here is the gameplay and it's amazing and fun so that's that's all that matters at the end of the day and yeah, cool to see. Cool to see it all over the place. All right, let's finish the show off with our um, Week 4 plus East Plans predictions in which Joe is beating me uh, by about 20 points considerably. I didn't have a good week last week. I know that for a fact.
1: Uh, I didn't either in, in APAC. I was, only, I was only three for seven in APAC predictions. Um, <laughs> but I, I made up for that with I only the only... Match I didn't have correct, um, like, like two or three points in in North America was Dallas Houston. Uh, so, yeah, yeah,
0: um, all right, let's uh, let's let's go into picks. You got to pick first, Joe. Um, and it's the first matchup is Florida versus um, Toronto, which is going to be a pretty exciting matchup. I think these two teams look about even right now. Florida's like playing really close against some good teams. Um, and Toronto, you know, lately they're looking good, but uh, they've, they've had some struggles this st- stage, Joe, coming off a loss to the Vancouver Titans, which is unfortunate. Infor- they did beat Shock in the same weekend. Um, yeah, they're 1-3 one, in th- one in three right now. So are they going to be able to beat this Florida Man team that has been, you know, looking better and better as the season goes on?
1: Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. Um, uh, obviously, the, the stakes are much higher for... Um, for Toronto, in terms of you know trying to <laughs> secure that spot, uh, we already um, briefly alluded to it earlier uh, in the show. But yeah, in order for Toronto to get uh, that number six playoff spot, they have to get uh, they have to win uh, both their games uh, this coming week, and London has to lose both of them. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's it's definitely sort of out of their hands as far as that goes. But they can uh, Toronto can can have a good start if they were to beat florida here um but i think i'm actually picking into florida here um uh that that's that's my my pick for the winner of this match uh, it, it is going to be close it's going to be exciting um uh, whether whether this is where uh toronto is relegated to the play-ins uh or whether it happens with a a, a london win later on which is also going to be difficult. Um, uh, or, or, or sorry, whether it's this game or whether it's the London-New York, which that's much more likely for London to win uh, than the shot game uh, remains to be seen. But um, uh, regardless, I think I'm I'm picking Florida here. for Yeah,
0: now. I think I'm going Florida too. This could be like a playing um, matchup preview too. I, I think I'm going Florida too. Toronto's just looking a little like they're just slow to the finish line here, and I think maybe they missed this drunker Queen meta a little bit. So. I'm gonna go Florida. They've looked better so far in this Countdown Cup. They've been playing some. They've had a very tough schedule and have been playing some tough teams pretty close. Um, although they have only won one game as well. So, yeah, I, I think I, I think Florida's the team to pick here. All right, let's move on to San Francisco, London. You just mentioned this is a big one for London, uh, especially if they lose to New York, which could happen. It definitely could happen. Uh, but this is San Francisco who has like nothing left to play for. They've been awful. In this meta, it's been hard to watch. Uh, and London, who has, it feels like they've been coasting the regular season since uh, for a while now, too. Um, they most recently came off just getting destroyed by both gladiators and fuel. Um, and then they have wins against Paris and Vancouver. So we don't really know where this team is right now. Um, but what, what would you say they do against the shock?
1: Yeah, I think this again. It's going to be an interesting match. Uh, I assume by this time in the week, uh, London will already have uh, had their win against New York, um, and/or Toronto will have a loss. Uh, so they, the the stakes may be lower uh, for either of these teams. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, San Francisco Shock are playing uh, potentially to um, you know jump up in. Um, in the, the season standings. They can get all the way up to, I believe, second overall uh, in the league with two wins uh, this week because uh, I believe I saw that uh, Dallas beats the Shock in uh, the tiebreakers that would be used um, uh, if they get to that point. But they can jump all the way up to 26 league points um, and, and a second place overall with, with two wins. Uh, and I think one of them is going to be here. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, We'll be picking Shock in this matchup. Um, but it'll be interesting to see uh, what the London Spitfire ends up choosing to do with them.
0: Yeah, I think London wants this a bit more maybe, but I got to go Shock too, Joe. London just, they haven't looked as consistent uh, against these top teams lately. Despite Shock not looking good, they're still a top team as they showed when they, in their last game, beat Atlanta. So yeah, I I think I'm going Shock here um, as well. New York, boston we get a new york boston um sort of finale here um for new york at least boston has to play players the next day but we got a new york boston rivalry uh boston won the first match i believe but way back at the start maybe um but at this point boston's not playing for much they have earned their spot in the play-in and they will be awaiting either london or toronto or somebody whoever ends up in that seven seed spot uh and New York, yeah, they're not playing for much either. But it's the Boston-New York rivalry, drill. Who do you think comes out on top this time?
1: Uh, yeah, this one I'm uh I'm picking Boston uh, for this game. It's it's um it's gonna be good. Uh, we talk about the stakes uh, for these matches, and we, we try to to pick good ones. In this case, it doesn't really matter for either team. Uh, Boston uh, can't move out of tenth, <laughs> and New York can't qualify into the play-ins. Uh, but that being said, um, uh, it's a, a good opportunity, um, uh, in, you know, in, in my head for Boston as as the um, uh, as I'm expecting them to win, uh, but to to wrap up their season here with some momentum, uh, as they um, not only are, are playing New York but um, Paris as well the next day. I mean, if you can uh, end the season with a couple wins uh, on your way into the play-ins, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, uh, but I think that's a, a good. Uh, a good place for the uprising to be. Um, uh, and and it starts with, with a win over New York.
0: Yeah. I think they'll, I think they'll probably be New York too. Like, I don't know. Boston had a tough matchups this weekend. They were close uh, against Washington. Ended up falling short. Weren't so close against gladiators were able to take a map though. Um, and then they, they're the only team to beat Houston this stage. I will point that out. Um, of course that was before they put Dante back on tank and fixed everything. So yeah, Boston still I think looks better than New York this stage. I think they should pull this one out uh, before playoffs. All right, last game we're going with who is going to make it to that final playoff spot in APAC. Um, it's going to be Hangzhou Spark versus either the Charge or the Hunters. Um, so I guess first we got to sort of pick who we think is going to win out of the Charge or the Hunters, and then we'll pick who we think is going to move on. So who do you think is going to who's, yeah. who's going to win between Charge and Hunters, Joe?
1: It's a hidden uh, two picks in one yeah. kind of pick that we have here for our last okay. one. Um, yeah, and so uh, and in fact, my my pick out of the whole three is gonna spoil. Uh, is gonna spoil the series because uh, out of those three teams, uh, the the winner of this Hangzhou Spark game, I think, is gonna be the Guangzhou Charge, uh, <laughs> is the team that I have advancing, so that they find the win over Chengdu, uh, and then additionally find the win over. Uh, Hangzhou in that second round on I believe it's Sunday, uh, probably Sunday morning, uh, early Sunday morning, North America time. Um, uh, with how how well they've been looking at this stage, um, uh, you, you know, Hangzhou have uh, certainly earned their their number four spot by virtue of their their season record, but very recently have not been looking super great, um, and and uh, it, it's possible that this first. Um, um uh Changju Guangzhou match may be maybe closer than uh the second um but uh I, I think the, the the most likely option here is to have uh Guangzhou charge come out and join uh Philly Shanghai and Seoul um in those in those playoffs from the region
0: I am with you boring week Joe <laughs> we just picked all the same teams <laughs> now I'm with you I think Guangzhou since the roster change is clearly the best the Best. Te- I think Guangzhou's honestly been one of the most consistent teams in APAC. Guangzhou's been all over the place. I don't know how good they are, if they're bad, if they're good. They're beating Seoul. They're losing to everyone else. I don't know what's happening with them. And then Chengdu is just not good this year, I think. I think it's pretty obvious. I think they can pull out some wins, but they can't pull out most. Guangzhou's been super consistent not only this stage but last stage where I just know where they are with this roster, and it is good. They're in a good spot, and they're competing with the top teams in APAC. Um, and out of these three, I think I think Guangzhou's pretty straightforward choice for me and you and probably a lot of people. Um, and looking at the schedule, it looks like they play Saturday morning um, for us back to back, actually. So yeah, they play semifinals and then the grand finals right after. So that might get a little give a little disadvantage to Guangzhou might give them an advantage because they already warmed up. Who knows? But yeah, we both got Guangzhou. And yeah, that's that's it. We'll have, I guess, next week we'll have NA play-in predictions. But East plans are done for the season. We've done we're done predicting the East until playoffs. So that's fun. Anything else to mention? Obviously, it was a banger of a show. Um, lots to talk about. Anything else before we sign off, Joe?
1: Oh yeah, lots to talk about, and I'm sure we'll have plenty more. I mean, uh, again, like, you know, like I said, this is the beginning of uh, the Overwatch Two train, uh, and if any of these you know predictions and uh roadmaps and timelines from the devs are anything to go by uh you know that train is not stopping anytime soon yeah. uh, so so it's you know we can hang on and uh, you know for dear life and see where it takes us but um we're we're, we're all aboard oh here. yeah we are
0: all aboard Thank you all for listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter, my Twitter's at jwgeorgeiv and Joseph's at kirkpatrick underscore inc inc. And our show's Twitter is at ontheflankshow. You're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, we're on on on-the-flank.podcast.co, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy the last week of the regular season for NA and the East play-ins this weekend. And of course, play play your heart out this week with some Overwatch 2.